Hi, my name is Sylvia Stewart. I'm Olivia Fresca. I'm Cody Graham. And this is our podcast for Desiree's Baby. So we're first going to go around and share our favorite quote. Um, So mine was, The passion that awoke in him that day when he saw her at the gate slipped along like an avalanche or like a prairie fire or like anything that drives headlong over all obstacles. So... Unfortunately, I did have to read that in an accent, but I really did enjoy that quote because it had a lot of similes in it, and it really just gave me good characterization on what was happening in the story. So next up, we got Cody. (laughs) All right. Uh, My favorite quote among the whole story would have to be, she disappeared among the reeds, willows, and grew thick along the banks of the deep sluggish bayou, and she did not come back again. Personally, I like this quote. Because like the, the, I think it's the best metaphor throughout the whole story with the, with the idea that um, basically it's like she's killing her and her baby without saying anything. And next we have Olivia. Okay, okay my favorite quote is, um, Desiree's face became stuffed with a glow that was happiness itself. And I like that one because it's really good imagery to show what's happening. And I just thought it was a really interesting way of saying it. Yeah, so, and then that was for our question one. Um, Number two, explore how the author depicts the complex relationship between the husband and wife. So, when I was reading the story, um, especially on page three, um, I, when they were, like, fighting, it gave me, like, a lot of anxiety for her, and, like, in my opinion, I think that our mom, um, kind of like the words that the author used for him, really just like gave me a good like view of what he kind of like tr- how she like how can he <laughs> how he like treats her. Yeah, he's kind of like a cold like character that like I don't know. Tor- like the beginning, he like he acts like he likes her, and then towards the end of the story, he's more like cold and not caring, and he's very uh-huh. selfish, and it really yeah. it really drives her to end up you know, killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also um, the way that um, she's talking, how she's kind of asking questions and being like, tell me what it means, look at her child, what does it mean? It's kind of telling like how she's in disbelief. Yeah. And then the way that the husband responds to her is just like he doesn't care because she says she must die and he doesn't really care. He's just kind of dismissing it. Yeah. yeah. He almost seems more worried about himself than anyone else. Like yeah. The story. Yeah. And then um, a line that really showed kind of how he treated her was he coldly but gently loosened her fin- fingers from his arm and thrust the hand away from him, showing that he like did not want anything to do with her, which is really mm-hmm. upsetting because she was like really upset and stressed out about the baby. So. Yeah. And near the end mm-hmm. of the story, you can see like she basically Desiree's like last hope is basically either in her baby or of Armand and um you can see with this like this last line uh do you want me to go yes I want you to go like it kind of like it's kind of like severing a connection between anyone in the world that she has left Mm -hmm. yeah and it has to be five minutes um I agree I think that just the way that the author kind of um develop the argument like I was saying before with the questions and just the way that they're kind of 
it kind of is implying that they're yelling at each other and the husband just seems like he's not really caring as much and I think just the way that the author had worded it and everything like that is really Mm -hmm. showing yeah especially in this quote it she's kind of seems like she's just going insane it says look Mm -hmm. at my hair it is brown and my eyes are gray Armand you know they are gray and my skin is fair seizing his wrist look at my hand whiter than yours Armand she laughed hysterically like I just feel like if someone can just shift from like so upset to like laughing hysterically if like she's just like honestly just going insane after reading that mm-hmm. and she's probably going insane because of the husband because he yeah. doesn't yeah honestly like it's not even the baby at this point it's like her husband is just driving her insane yeah yep okay so should we move on to the next one yeah all right um now consider the author is the author explores the complex relationship between emotions and social property. Wait, can I see? For priority. Or priority, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this one definitely goes back to the husband and the wife, I feel like. Like, um, the wife just, like, loves the husband and loves the baby and, like, but, like, deep down inside, she really just wants a, a good relationship with her husband. Yeah, like, I feel so many characters in the story, like, they, they, they act on face value what they want, but, like, in the truth, they want something different. Like, mm-hmm. like the mother is rude to her, is rude to um, Desiree in the beginning, but truly she just wants her, her daughter. And, like, mm-hmm. the father acts caring in the beginning, like, he cares about his wife, but in, in the end, he really just doesn't care, and he cares more about his social... Like his social, um, his social, what is his yeah. social standing and character more exactly. than he cares about her. Yeah. And throughout the story, she's just pushed away, and you can see her character mostly like getting destroyed and chipped away at throughout the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that um, the last sentence of the story is really showing like the um, how the emotions like tie into the social aspect because it says. Armand will never know that his mother, who adores him, belongs to the race that is cursed with the brand of slavery. So they're, like, fighting this whole time because the mom doesn't want her baby to be, like, um, a part of that race. And it's kind of, like, I just think that that line is really showing that it that they're saying it's a curse. Yeah. Which is, like, their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like, it's definitely, like, I can definitely, like, tell that how the husband feels about her. Like, especially because he just, like, let her, like, just, because he just, like, let her leave, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he just basically kicked her out. Basically, like, the way he, like, shifts his mood from, like, the beginning into, like, just kicking his wife out shows how much he cares about mm-hmm. his social hierarchy. Yeah, because he doesn't want her to be in his life just because of, like, uh, the social aspects of it. Right. Um, <clears throat> moving on to, like, the mother, I think... I don't know how to really, do, like, design her, explain her character. She's almost like, um... She's somewhat of, like, a savior because she saves the child, but, like, at the same time, she... She pushes her away, but then truly, like, I don't know, her, her, her character is really deep, but 
I think the main idea is that like she doesn't know what she truly wants, and at the end it's too late. Mm-hmm. She's already gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Moving on to the next question. Nope, because we have to do it for five minutes, so oh. let's... I think, just a summary of that, is clearly that the wife and the husband's relationship is just not good like looking back to the last question too like the husband does not care about her definitely cares about his social hierarchy a lot more doesn't care about the baby like just kicked her out i just don't think he was a good husband in her life at all and i think that both of them let their social hierarchy kind of thing get in the way of their emotions because she's like in such disbelief that the child is um like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no. we, can, the, we can kind of see like their contentment of like of slavery. That I mean, not not contentment, but mostly like they're pushed away because they're thought to be slaves. And like, yeah, yeah. It's not even like the mother in the end truly realizes she doesn't care, but everyone's like pushed away because ew, like they think it's a slave and they think it's a less of a person. Mm-hmm. That's so, definitely like, like social hierarchy. Yeah, too. I think it's one of like the main things that goes on mm-hmm. throughout. They the definitely, story. yeah, they said that multiple times about like the slaves a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is like definitely a good example of the social hierarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, like we were saying, the husband and wife just were the main cause of their yeah. of the conflicts in the story. Definitely, it was mostly the husband. Yeah. I feel like the wife was just really wanted a relationship with not only the baby but the husband as well. Yeah. He didn't see that. And I think she was just so confused and like who she was. And he wasn't helping her like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um so moving on to the next question. Um Go ahead and read it out loud. What first. archetypes did you uncover in your reading and how did they contribute to your understanding in the previous question? Okay. Now to start it off, I think personally, the biggest archetype throughout the whole story I mean, not the biggest, but one of the most important archetypes that I noticed was basically Desiree's mother is like um kind of like almost like a Jesus figure like a, like a Christ archetype because yeah. like he mm-hmm. she's like the savior she she picks she she finds mm-hmm. her when like when she she adopts her when she doesn't have any family yeah. and not not knowing anything just takes her in un- like without any um what is it without any like want she doesn't want anything back for it she just just does mm-hmm. she's the good samaritan kind of yeah exactly and like <clears throat> she um and even at the end you can see like even though she makes the wrong choice of like um, pushing away her daughter at the end, what she truly wants is to be good and pure, like almost like the Christ archetype would be. Yeah. Um, I also think that there was some of the light and dark archetypes, like especially in this line where it says she lifted and walked, oh, walked with it over to the window that was the lightest. And um, since light kind of refers to like purity, I was thinking that maybe she was trying to purify the baby so i saw that example of like a light archetype yeah i think another big thing we can see is um a failed baptism at the very end of the of the story she kind of walks into the water and doesn't come out which is kind of like the biggest like that's actually probably the biggest archetype i've seen throughout the story yeah because it's almost like she's like wanting a new world she's wanting a new hope she's given up everything and she has mm-hmm. no, no desires left and she walks into the water yeah. with her child mm-hmm. almost to baptize them i guess we don't know if it's failed because i'm not gonna speak on that but anyways <laughs> she walks into the water and it's almost like this story how the story makes it out to be is like a failed baptism because she dies in the end 
Yeah, not mm-hmm. to mention all of the light and dark. You guys said that. There's a lot of shifts. Um, also, like I said before, on page three when they were fighting, um, how the wife was just going, like, honestly, just completely, like, crazy about this child. And, like, she was just going from, like, different moods to another, like, upset to, like, like hysterically laughing. That's mm-hmm. definitely a big one. Beth definitely, like, shows what kind of person she was. Like, she kind of just really wanted answers. She just wanted, like, a relationship with her family. Like, that's all she was asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just going back to the baptism one, I think that that is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that it's a perfect example of the baptism archetype because she's going into the water and... Um, in hopes because she has it's like she has no other escape that's her only escape and she's going into the water all right, yeah. all right. Uh, which is but it's a failed baptism but yeah i think i just came up with like the smartest thing ever so <laughs> so if you know anything about the bible i mean i just know about this story yeah. and there's a character called job okay and basically <laughs> this is so smart i just i just want everyone to know basically okay <laughs> Job is a character that has everything go wrong, okay? And she's almost like the opposite version of that in the sense that she has everything go wrong and while, and while the point of Job is that he, he like keeps his faith to God, what she does and she ends up and she ends up killing herself out of the, just like basically the end. Like she just she's just tired of she's tired of everything going wrong and she's almost like the failed character of Job. Whilst the babies come up somewhat of like an innocent character as like it can't do anything, it just sits there with her and like and is along for the ride. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good one. Yeah. And good so, examples that yeah. used as well. So then there is some um religious illusions. Um so I mean in Louisiana, it's very—it's a very um, Christian Catholic area. I mean, just Louisiana, yeah. especially, especially at the time. time. Yeah, especially during mm-hmm. that time, it's very, very religious. And Louisiana is known for like—it's—it's it's, it's just known for Christianity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like the father, I think he kind of represents like—I don't know if I would say the villain archetype. I don't really, I, for a lack of better words, I'll say that. But like he kind of like purposely makes everything go wrong in the sense that he only cares about himself and he pushes everything away, almost actually like like a Satan archetype or someone that like is like he's like greedy, in the sense that he pushes everything away for himself and like that's yeah. what he gets. Okay, but overall we saw a lot of archetypes throughout a the whole story. Yeah, a lot of religious lot, archetypes, especially at the end. <clears throat> yeah, definitely mm-hmm. on page four. Okay, now moving on to our fifth and final question. Oh, buddy, we have five minutes left. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me just talk to you guys about the last page, which re- I really like. Had to reread the ending a lot because it really like it. It was so small, but it said like a lot, and I'll read it right now. Um, the last uh, okay, he read it. She was thanking God for the blessing of her husband's love, but all of above, above all, she wrote night and day. I think the good God for having so arranged our lives that our dear Armand will never know that his mother, who adores him, belongs to the race that is cursed from the brand of slavery. That definitely said a lot, in my opinion, because it talked a lot about religion, and it definitely kind of, like, left you almost on, like, a... Like, I kind of was like, 
wow like after reading that because it's like really just like it's almost just like confusing but like the words make so much sense you know like yeah i don't know it just says a lot about what they believed in like especially how they talked about cursed they said cursed with the brand of slavery mm-hmm. i think a good thing we can do in this extra time is i think we could find quotes that like support our um yeah like the okay one I just did. So anyways for like the idea of like of the Christ archetype and Madame Valamonde or whatever, Valmonde, yeah. Valmonde. Um, like we could see this quote called Madame Valamonde or Madame Valmonde, <laughs> Valmonde, bet her portly, <laughs> her portly figure over Desiree and kissed her, holding her in an instant tenle- tenderly arms, in, in her, holding an instant tenderly in her arms. Then she turned to the child. It's almost like they're trying to explain that like she picked her up immediately, instantly, with no with no remorse or regret and took her in and cared for her. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to like, um, we can see like the idea of the failed baptism, we can see the quotes. She disappeared among the reeds and willows that grew thick along, along the banks of the deep sluggish bayou and did not come back again. That, I think that kind of plays into like the idea that like, she's just tired of everything. She already said to her husband in an in earlier quote, um, the silence rant, in silence, he ran his cold eyes over the written word, is it nothing? Shall I go, Armand? She asked, in tones sharp with agonized suspense, which also plays like her, her agony she's been through throughout the whole story, and she just, she's just tired, and then says, yes, go. Do you want me to go? Yes, I want you to go. <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, that kind of plays into, like, the fact that she's just done. And then another, like, religious archetype and, like, idea is that he thought Almighty God had dealt cruelty and unjustly with him, which is, an, which is literally, like, it's, it's, it goes so perfectly with the idea of, like, Job. The idea, but this is, like, it's just, it's just a quote that plays into it. And he thought Almighty God dealt cruelty and unjustly with him and felt somehow that he was paying him back in a kind way and stabbed thus into his wife's soul. Okay, which is kind of like another religious. I I don't even know how to explain that one, but it's yeah. it's very religious in yeah. its nature. Um, also, I think that there is a lot of really good. Um, what's it called? Illustrate imagery. Imagery. Um, like for example, the line that says, "The blood turned like ice in her veins, and a clammy moisture gathered upon her face." I think that there's just a lot of good um, detail that added into the imagery and made the story even more interesting. So I thought that that was a good thing for the author to include. Um, yeah. Do you think we should move on to the last question? Yeah, because we can have like two minutes of like exposition and like the end. Okay. Yep. So, so moving on to our fifth and final question: secrets and other media. What purpose do they serve, and how do they help us better understand a character's motivation? <laughs> can you repeat that for me? Okay. <laughs> Actually, can I just read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. You read it out like that. You need to repeat that. Secrets and other media. What purpose do they serve and how do they help us better understand a character's motivation? <laughs> okay, um. Well, I don't even know how to approach that question. Okay, um. <laughs> okay, that's a hard question. So. Um, I think it's just asking in other um, like TV shows or just in media that we see um, what are their secrets that kind of relate to okay okay go ahead we can see this a lot because because they're archetypes we can see them a lot in other shows but anyways so I think kind of Armand represents like almost like a deadbeat father that doesn't 
Like, yeah, that's what I was picturing. Doesn't yeah, he doesn't care about his kicking. He has wears like the wife beater, with, like drinking mm-hmm. a beer. Like that's that's like him in modern times. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care about his family and is basically there for self gain and self worth and greed, which is another like another mm-hmm. sin in religious archetype, um, or at least Christianity. And um, if we're talking about like the bond, the, the just going <laughs> Madame Verma- Valmande, sorry, not Madame Valmande. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Madame Valmande. She's almost like um, she's kind of like the loving stepmother. Even though it's actually she's kind of like the opposite of that of that archetype, in the sense that she cares about her child. She's she's the, she's the Samaritan that she's the good Samaritan that picks up the child and saves him, mm-hmm. or saves them from their from their from their agony. And then to speak on Desiree, I mean. She's not really that kind of character's not really pre- like portrayed much and so in like any media just because it's so depressing and sad but the only um I don't know I would have to say she's basically the person that kills themselves in every single movie oh, okay. out, of, yeah. out, of just, out of just sadness also, or the person that like the person that just is depressed or the person that does everything go yeah. wrong for them Except sometimes you'll see in like other shows that that character it's just as like like her, but in the end, everything will go right in the end. But yeah. This, yeah. And going back to Armand, I definitely agree that he's just kind of the typical like that we see in the media today. The father who doesn't really care and just kind of um, goes like off on his own, doesn't do anything to support his family, and yeah, I think that that's definitely represented in the media a lot nowadays. Definitely. Yeah. Which, yeah, is happening. It's, it's always, yeah, it's, I feel like it's always been, like, a real problem. Where it's, like, the husband is, like, really uh, kind of, like, mentally, almost physically, most of the time, abusive to mm-hmm. his wife. Um, even though she, like, knows, she, like, knows a lot more than him. Yeah, so that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of any specific examples that would have the characters. Okay, Can I you guess. Guys? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me, let me. He knows. <laughs> uh, okay. Honestly, I think a good one is the fact that, like, after telling, after telling her off, instead of thinking about her feeling, about her feelings. What he does is he curses God that and tell he curses God and tells basically himself that he's in the right and that it's God and he's actually stabbing God in the back. He's getting God, back at God by stabbing her in the back, basically. And that's kind of like the selfish father type of like idea that I was explaining earlier. I mean, and then throughout the whole story we can see that how it goes wrong for, for Desiree, and then in the beginning of the story we can see when um, Madame Valmande, Madame, Madame Valande, Madame blah, 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 uh-huh. picked up, um, like, picked up Desiree without any regret that she's kind of like the, the mother that cares, kind of, she's the real mother of her. Okay, and now we have three minutes left, or two minutes left, so. But we moving, still have to talk about this question. Moving on to the exposition of our story, <laughs> and kind of like the idea of, like, everything else. I think the big idea was just, honestly, the husband and the wife. Yeah, it was the, the biggest That's a big takeaway, I mean. We can mm-hmm. also see, like, her will throughout the whole story slowly get chipped away at and how, like, it can go wrong for anyone, even though she lives such a great life in, in, a, in a 
in a big mansion it's on a farm. It's not always perfect. Or on a, a mm-hmm. plantation. Yeah. yeah. Not everything always goes Especially perfect. Especially in that time zone. And that yeah. any, anyone could be evil, even someone you love the most, which was her, I mean, her father or her husband or her son not, or her baby. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely think that that was a big part and also not to mention we didn't really mention this because it wasn't really part of it but the similes the literary literary devices definitely helped me figure out kind of like a good image of the people the characters yeah Yeah, also tying into that what we were talking about before with the imagery like it's also a literary device that i think just made the story more interesting and more um yep No, for real. Like, <laughs> definitely, a lot of, I saw a lot of similes. I definitely wrote that when I was annotating. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. All right, thank you for our awkward podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, any pausing we've done is, like, kind of because there's people around us, and we're sorry, but. Um, and we didn't have a lot of prepare. Yeah. Yeah, we but, tried our best, and this was our discussion. Yeah, so thank you so much for yeah. listening. Thank you. Bye.